Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and my special guest with me today is Allison Newman. And here's a bit about Allison. She is a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and mom of two boys from regional South Australia. She has been singing and performing since the age of five, having worked as a wedding, event, and venue singer for almost 30 years and in vocal groups for more than 20 years. Allison released her debut album of original songs in 2019, a reimagined covers album in 2020 and is currently working on her second original album, which will be out later this year. Allison also produces the Art of Being a Mom podcast a weekly chat with creative and artistic mothers from around the world. Regular topics include mom guilt, identity, how children manifest in their art, and their daily juggle. So without further ado, please welcome Alison Newman, all the way from South Australia. Hello, how are you? I am doing well, Allison. And before we jump into our segment of motherhood and some of your powerful topics of what does that look like, how do you juggle, and the art of being a mom while being creative, I want to start with an icebreaker. And since you're a singer, I'm going to give you a wild card factor here. Would you like to sing us a short something? or share a fun and interesting fact about yourself? Well, it's very early in the morning here and I'm completely not warmed up as you can probably tell by my speaking voice. I'm not gonna even try and sing. Um, Fun and interesting fact about me. Um, Well, my first performance on stage was when I was five years old and I distinctly remember um, the teacher was holding the microphone for me and I distinctly remember taking her hand and moving it a little bit closer to my mouth. So that tells you all you need to know about me. <laughs> I need to be in control of things. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And what made you want to become a singer? Oh, look, it's it's something I've just always done. I don't think there was ever a choice for me. There wasn't a moment when I decided. I think I've just always sang I've always performed and it was just a natural sort of thing for me to do yeah do you have any other singers in your background well my sister sings too um and we're very similar voices so as actually even now we can trick people on the phone with our speaking voices we sound so similar um yeah and we've done a lot of performing together over the years starting with um little concerts for mum and dad when we were children um But no one else in my immediate family sings. My mum and dad don't sing, but my mum's father and his mother were very good singers. And my dad's, two of my dad's um, siblings sing and his parents were also quite good singers. So it's it's sort of around us in the genes. (laughs) Super cool. Now let's segue into motherhood. So um, I know here in the States we say mom and then you say mum. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so you have two boys. So how has it been for you having a singing career on top of being a podcaster? And of course, being a mom, how do you personally juggle it all? Yeah, that's a really good question. Sometimes you feel like you're not juggling. You feel like you're dropping the balls everywhere. But um, I think the the thing that really helps work, obviously, this is my perspective, um, is having some support around you, having people around you that can help physically um, because I can't take kids with me to gigs. I can't have them in the studio when I'm recording. So having somebody that physically can have your children is really important. So my husband's incredibly supportive. He's... Um, I call him my number one supporter. Um, he helps me out. And I've also, I'm lucky I live in the same town as my sister and um, my mum and dad. So, uh, yeah, if I need them for anything, I can yell out. If, if I need them to look after the boys while I'm, you know, getting ready for a gig, going to a gig, rehearsing, all the things that come with that. So, yeah, and I think one of the biggest um, sort of barriers for me personally has been my mindset. So, in addition to, you know, the physical stuff's often very easy, just having someone to look after your child or um, working around your day so you can do what you need to do. But then everything that goes on up here in your mind is often the hardest thing to be able to justify it, to say, uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't feel guilty for um, doing something for myself while someone else looks after my children or I'm not guilty for going out at night to perform. So my husband... Um, feeds my children and puts them to bed you know I don't I have to get over that sort of mindset and I find that's something that a lot of mums um, share that that struggle as well very nice and yeah sometimes moms feel like by nature they are fixers and they have to do it all so I feel like from a mom supporting other moms we have to give each other grace and let let each other know it's okay that you need to take a step back, get that self-care in or even delegate where it makes sense. Because sometimes you could be so used to doing everything that your mate, your partner, your spouse, your lover, or however you identify with your other half wants to help, but they see that you're managing everything. So they're like, oh, she has it under control versus um, saying, okay, I actually need help in this area. So how can we bridge the gap and open up those conversations where a mom feels like she could take a step back a little bit and it's okay? Yeah, I think what you said there, the conversation, that's often the hardest thing for people, but certainly people that I've chatted to, to actually say the words, to say, I need this time. Can you do this for me, please? Or, you know, just feeling like you can actually say that because so many of us are stuck in this mum role that we feel like we'll be judged if we step out of this mothering role and do something for ourselves. Um, yeah, so being able to actually say the words and have that conversation is really challenging. So once you get past that, I think the rest of it's really easy because you can negotiate what works with your family and and often just having that voice, um, yeah, as well as being the hardest thing is the thing that will help you the most. Cause once people see that they'll go, Oh, Oh, okay. No worries. Like it's not a big deal, but until you say it, I think people just don't realize, like you said, they're just caught up in their lives. They see you doing everything. So they go, Oh yeah, life's fine. Status quo sort of thing. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So definitely just the encouragement around having a conversation and not feeling guilty because you actually need to engage in that conversation. And mm. since you talk to a lot of moms, not just in Australia, but worldwide, what are some of the reoccurring themes or that you've seen in the conversation or the struggle points that mom, moms are facing? Yeah, well, the first thing that's really awesome to hear is everybody is feeling the same way. So it's actually really reassuring <laughs> in a really backwards kind of way because it's bad that we feel this way, but it's good that we all feel this way. Um, yeah, I spoke to a, one of my guests was from Hungary. Well, she was originally from Hungary, but now she lives um, in Vienna, um, not in Salzburg, sorry. And she's the first thing she said to me was, I'm so glad that there's other people that feel like this because often we're over here on our own and and we don't like we're isolated from our own families and we don't know if what we're going through is normal and is okay um sorry I forgot what your question was <laughs> Genesis sorry <laughs> no worries I know it's still early there. I got off on a tangent <laughs> So I was asking, uh, what are the common themes that moms are facing? And you mentioned that a lot of the moms are saying the same thing. So since they're saying the same thing, what is that thing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's that, sorry, it's that feeling of the guilt is a really big thing. Guilt is a massive thing. Um, And guilt is felt in a lot of different ways too. So some people may feel a bit of guilt and then go, actually, that's okay that I feel that, but it's not going to stop me from doing what I want to do for myself. So um, some people use it as like a little bit of a check-in tool where it might just, you know, it's a li- that little, I don't want to say the devil on your shoulder, but that little voice that might say, yeah, <laughs> say, oh, actually, um, you've been out four times this week. Do you think you might stay home? And then you'll go, actually, no, because I'm doing this big show and I need to be out all this week, you know, or some other, someone else might hear that voice and go, oh, that's right. Maybe I just need to stay home tonight, you know. So people feel it in different ways, experience it in different ways and deal with it in different ways, which is, I find so fascinating. That's what the thing I love about talking to so many different mums is just the different um, range of perspectives and experiences that they have so guilt's a massive one the juggle just how how you do it um I find a lot of yeah literally that a lot of creatives we share this and you'd probably be the same when when you get to this position which won't be far away by the sounds um that you don't like to be interrupted so basically when you get on um a role whether you're painting or recording or whatever it is that you're doing or even just thinking about your creativity when you get interrupted it's like oh you lose your train of thought you might forget where you're up to and just it interrupts that whole creative flow and that's something that happens a lot when you have children it's just this constant mom 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 I actually record I actually made a reel about it I think it was Oh, last year sometime about this joke about being interrupted constantly by your children. Um, and yeah, that, that's a big one. The, how, how you deal with interruptions. <laughs> nice. So the guilt factor, and I think the guilt factor could also come from the comparison factor of looking at other moms and trying mm-hmm. to measure your performance up against theirs, not realizing that you're operating in your own lane. Then um, the interruption factor, um, that's also big because sometimes 
moms can be so focused on one area that whenever someone interrupts or steps in their lane, they feel like, oh man, now I just lost my train of thought or that distraction has taken you back. And then the juggling, because if you're juggling between work and home or school activities or extracurricular activities, then it's like, go, 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 go. So when mm. is it time for me to just take a step back and we saw and really be a mother? Mm. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Um, one of my guests described it as your, you never stop being a mum and you never stop being an artist. So your brain is constantly going in either one or both of those modes all the time because as a creative, you're getting feedback from the environment all the time and taking inspiration and being informed by what you're seeing or what you're hearing or what you're experiencing. So you're always on in that part of your brain. But then as a mum, you're always on, even if you're not with your children, you're thinking, oh, what's coming up next? What do they need for school? Have I filled out this form? What have they got on this week? You know, so you've, you've, you've got this constant thing going on in your brain all the time. Um, and it's really challenging. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because I'm just laughing because I see it all the time with my friends who are mom. And then now that I'm stepping into this, it's like, oh my gosh, like, can I just have like five, 10 minutes? But sometimes you don't get that. And it's okay to just say, you know what? Um, I'm going to put my phone on, do not disturb. I'm going to block out some me time and not feel bad. But Mm -hmm. one second. So, So yeah, it's just so, um, overwhelming at times and I feel like whenever other moms are doing certain things they tend to look at you like why aren't you doing this and the prime example movie that I could give is the movie Bad Moms have you seen that (laughs) I sure have yeah (laughs) the mom she's like you know what I'm tired of this because she tried to do everything so perfect be that perfect PTA mom, do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you know what? She got so burnt out because the pressures were so real. And I feel like sometimes moms just want to be a bad mom. Not that you're saying, oh, I want to be a bad mom to endanger your child. That's not what I'm saying here. But you just need to have a off day or Mm -hmm. a day where it's like, stick it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what you're saying before is right, that we feel, we feel a lot of judgment and I feel like um, that's not just from people that don't have children. I feel like mums are really good at judging each other, which isn't very helpful. Um, Certainly with social media being around, like when I had my first child, um, who's now 14, their social media wasn't the way it is now. It was just, you know, I had to log into Facebook on an old dial up internet, you know, this is, this is, I'm showing my age, you know, but um, nowadays it's it everywhere. You can't escape it. And there's so many versions of a mother um, that we can be conscious of. And we have to, like you said, remember that we're doing our own thing. We can't compare each other. We can't compare ourselves to anyone else because we're all different. And, you know, what the time we have available, the support we have available, our mothering you know, ways, the way we like to raise our children is different, what our values are are different. So every person that you see, the photo that they put up is also very curated. We have to remember that that's not the version of like their real life is not what you're seeing on Instagram or or Facebook. So um, it's really hard to escape, but it's a good idea to try, you know, 
unfollow the people that make you feel uncomfortable or challenge the way that you see yourself. You know, if, if you're looking at someone constantly and thinking, oh, they're doing such a great job, I feel really bad because I can't do this. Just don't follow them, you know. <laughs> like that's, a, that's an easy way, you know. But something also, I know this is a real big segue, but if you are tr- struggling with things, um, there's no shame in seeing a therapist or speaking to someone about it. You know, if the, the same issues are coming up for you constantly, you might go, well, actually, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to do some work on myself. So that's something a lot of my guests talk about is, is having a really good therapist is, is a really great thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree for that. A therapist, any paid professional, even a coach to just kind yep. of help you overcome those paradigm shifts and et cetera. And once you overcome the paradigm shifts, you overcome that imposter syndrome, the limiting beliefs and et cetera, then you could really encompass who you were created to be and not live in the illusions or the shadows of other people who are quote unquote pretending to be something that they're not because Mm -hmm. they're trying to portray a certain version of themselves when in actuality behind closed doors they may not necessarily be doing the same things that they're putting out there on the media outlets and Mm -hmm. in your creative space you um you promote creativity but you also promote motherhood so what led you to starting your own podcast Allison? Well, it's an interesting story. It's, it was a little bit to do with the pandemic was the real trigger. Um, when I, I was a, I'm a child, well, I've just finished in childcare, I just recently left that career after nine years. But in Australia, during the pandemic, that was considered like an essential worker. So we were still working, we didn't clothes, all that sort of pressure was on us to keep going. And my husband, who has an office job, he was able to move his work to home. So he was working remotely. And we had the kids at home doing some homeschooling, not for very long. We were very lucky where I live. We didn't go into that massive lockdown. Um, But my husband, just due to the the setup in our house, he commandeered our bedroom as his office. So... (laughs) There, there goes, you know, you, the space when you wake up in the morning is taken up by the click clack on the keyboards and you're like, oh, okay, the blinds are open and there's no sleep-ins. Um, and then I'd sort of, as soon as I was out of my bedroom, I'd have my children at me, at me straight away. Um, I was finding my creativity was just falling to pieces basically because I had nowhere to do it. So I, I managed to set up my own space in a spare bedroom. Um, and spend a lot of time in here, not doing an awful lot, just just being alone, basically thinking, oh my gosh, I have to escape from this. I wasn't feeling in a very creative way. And then I went out to get a coffee one day and um, as I was driving home, I just, the, you know, when you get ideas and they just come bang, 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 just really quickly. Yeah. It's like a lightning bolt shoots you in the head. So I got this idea that I I wanted to know how the mums were coping and how they were handling it, um, not just from a physical standpoint, but this the, how I talk about you know challenging you mentally, how how perhaps I needed to shift my um, thought processes or you know my point of view needed to change a little bit perhaps. Um, and then I thought, well, if I'm interested in that, maybe there's other people interested in that too. So I thought, well, maybe I can record it and then I can release it as a podcast. So it just came to me literally in the space of like 10 seconds. So as I was driving home, I was thinking, oh, who are all the people I could chat to? And 
course, I started off with people that I knew um, and people in the music industry. So, that, you know, I felt comfortable in that conversation. And um, it just ticked all the boxes for me because I was, wasn't was getting, because um, all the gigs had stopped, so I wasn't able to perform. So I was missing that contact with um, a creative audience, which I really thrive on being in front of people when I'm singing, um, getting that feedback from my audience. I really, really love that. So I was missing that. So I was having, you know, some amazing conversations with people from all around the world, which has just been amazing. I'm learning so much, um, broadening my horizons to pretty much anybody who's creative in any spectrum, um, which has taught me a lot. I've learned so many awesome things about art, different different facets of art and creativity. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just turned into this wonderful community online. We've got um, people that, you know, so supportive of each other and love hearing other people's stories and and you know wait for that every Friday when the episode drops to see who I'm talking to and see how they're managing it and then also learning a lot about what that person does themselves because the majority of my conversation is about that mum and what they do creatively so I don't like to gloss over what they do because that is you know the essence of who they are and then we talk about their children after so you know it's about them so yeah mums love being able to hear what you know women love being able to hear what other women are doing creatively which is really interesting for them too so yeah it's just so much fun I'm just really enjoying it (laughs) and that's super awesome that it came um the idea came to you when you were on a coffee run um, just you alone having some me time with some good old caffeine and then bam, the idea mm-hmm. popped in and you're like, that's what I'm going to do. And then by taking that leap of faith and actually not just having the idea, but acting upon the idea, you created a community where moms could come together and fellowship with each other and just be transparent and real and mm-hmm. have these conversations and support one another and I think that's the beauty and the essence of having a space like that because not only are you able to share your story but you can learn from other mothers or pull apart bits and pieces that they say have worked and try to see if it works Mm -hmm. for you and if not then you know it's just feedback and then you keep on going yeah that's so true that's it and I think that's that's true in any in any sort of way like parenting in particular is so subjective like every baby's different the way your parents different everyone's style's different and uh, some people might say I'll oh, do this this worked for me but then you'll be like well I've tried that it doesn't work for my baby and that's fine it's just you know it's just the nature of the world we're all so different so yeah have you had any recent moms on like um moms that have just given birth and just talked about that because sometimes people see motherhood as the glorious part but then they don't always talk about the ugly parts of pregnancy like how one day you may wake up and your poops may be dripping or whatnot or (laughs) your bottom or backside may be hurting or you have these leg cramps or different stuff and people just say oh you're beautiful you're glowing or you're carrying the baby well but they don't tell you the (laughs) nitty-gritty oh yeah look honestly I can appreciate what you're experiencing right now because it was the same with me like people just they would comment on my skin for some reason my skin started to plump up and get 
it looked like I had collagen implants. Like it, it looked lovely and it felt lovely, but that's all people would focus on. It was like, yeah, but my hips are killing me. My back's killing me. And I'm getting all these Braxton Hicks every day. And yeah, a lot of, um, like one conversation springs to mind, um, recently it hasn't aired yet, but it's with a, an Australian, um, painter, and we actually compared horror birth stories. Basically, um, we're talking about um, we're talking about uh, birth trauma and how both of us hadn't really realised at the time that that's what we'd experienced. So that's just probably the most graphic conversation we've had. And just to let people know, I always put a trigger warning on the episodes because a lot of the stuff we talk about, you know, um, I've had people talk about miscarriages. Um, about stillbirths, um, death of a parent, grief, mental health issues. So there's, we do talk about a lot of stuff um, that's pretty full on, but I think it's really important too to allow people to talk about that and then it's up to the listener if they want to experience that um, because as an artist, everything you've experienced in your life goes into what you create. So without these stories, a lot of people's art wouldn't make sense and I feel like especially for people that have lost children, um, it seems um, a disservice to that child. And that's not the right word, but I can't quite think what the right word is. But you can't gloss over the fact that that little person has had an impact on this mother's art and their story. So to not mention them would would not be right. So if mums want to talk about it, I let them talk about it. And I always say to my guests, if you don't want to mention something, that's totally fine. That's up to you. Um, so it's pardon me, it's their space to use however they'd like to. And yeah, yeah, then it's up to the listener if they want to, if they want to experience that, then that's, that's their free choice as well. Beautiful. So motherhood at all aspects and just everything, 360 motherhood, anything you want to know about being a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of truth bombs in there. <laughs> I like that. And Allison, as we begin to wind down, because man, 30 minutes has flown so fast. <laughs> I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. Sure. So if ever anyone would like to, to listen, um, the podcast is called The Art of Being a Mum. And because I am Australian, it's M-U-M, Mum. <laughs> the Art of Being a Mum. So we're on all of the um the streaming platforms you can search for us there um, or you can go to the direct link for the website is www.allison newman so allison's got one l and newman is n-e-w-m-a-n dot um, net slash podcast and that will take you to anything you want to find out about the podcast and if you're interested in my music as well you can find it on that um, platform as well <laughs> Yay, that, that made me perk up because I was like, ooh, now that we're winding down and I'm going to have you plug your social media, but I also want to see is your voice warmed up to carry oh, us out with the song? <laughs> I don't know. Give, hang on, give me a sec. I don't know how this is going to turn out. What can I sing? Um, so my social, do you want me to tell you my social? Sorry. Yes. Um, on Instagram, I'm Alison Newman vocalist and um, the art of being a mum podcast. Again, mum, M-U-M. Um, oh, I, I've got to think of something to sing now. What's something? Um, 
Okay, I've got to think of something's not too high. Sorry. Okay. A new day dawns over the horizon. Your cry brings you to the world. In an instant, our lives have changed forever. Hair so raven and curled. That might have to do because the chorus goes up a bit high. <laughs> wow, y'all, the first time we've had a singer here that actually sung us out. So that was Allison <laughs> Newman all the way from Australia. Man, your voice was amazing, Allison. Oh. I wish you could sing a little bit longer, but we'll definitely have to have you back. And listeners and viewers of Gems Podcast, once again, I am the host and founder, Miss Genesis Amars Kemp, and my special guest was Allison Newman. All of her contact information will be in the show notes, but you can easily find everything in one place by going to www.allison, that's A-L-I-S-O-N, Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N dot net. So Allison, thank you so much again for just coming on Gems Podcast and gracing us with your gems. Listeners and viewers, here's your challenge. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment and leave a review. Also, follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And for those of you interested in helping carry out the mission of Gems Podcast, where we are ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. You can become a brand sponsor and have your products and services heard right here. Find out more by going to genesisamariskemp.net. And until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and give yourself some grace and have mercy. You may not be where you want to be, but that does not mean you're not going to get there. Release your inner creativity and soar high like an eagle. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel. Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G E M S, with W I T H, Genesis, G E N E S I S, Amaris, A M A R I S, Kemp, K E M P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services to be here on GEMS Podcast.